This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Micah chapter 7, verses 14 through 17. Shepherd your people with your rod, the flock that belongs to you, the one that lives alone in the thicket, in the midst of a pasture land. Allow them to graze in Bashan and Gilead, as they did in the old days. As in the days when you departed from the land of Egypt, I will show you miraculous deeds. Nations will see this and be disappointed by all their strength. They will put their hands over their mouths and act as if they were deaf. They will lick the dust like a snake, like serpents crawling on the ground. They will come trembling from their strongholds to the Lord our God. They will be terrified of you. 2 Chronicles chapter 32 verses 1 through 8 Sennacherib invades Judah. After these faithful deeds were accomplished, King Sennacherib of Assyria invaded Judah. He besieged the fortified cities, intending to seize them. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had invaded and intended to attack Jerusalem, he consulted with his advisors and military officers about stopping up the springs outside the city, and they supported him. A large number of people gathered together and stopped up all the springs and the stream that flowed through the district. They reasoned, why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water? Hezekiah energetically rebuilt every broken wall. He erected towers and an outer wall and fortified the terrace of the city of David. He made many weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the army and assembled them in the square at the city gate. He encouraged them, saying, Be strong and brave. Don't be afraid and don't panic because of the king of Assyria and this huge army that is with him. We have with us one who is stronger than those who are with him. He has with him mere human strength. But the Lord our God is with us to help and fight our battles. The army was encouraged by the words of King Hezekiah of Judah. 
2 Kings chapter 18, verses 13 through 37. Sennacherib invades Judah. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria marched up against all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. King Hezekiah of Judah sent this message to the king of Assyria, who was at Lachish. I have violated our treaty. If you leave, I will do whatever you demand. So the king of Assyria demanded that King Hezekiah of Judah pay 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. Hezekiah gave him all the silver in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the royal palace. At that time, King Hezekiah of Judah stripped the metal overlays from the doors of the Lord's temple and from the posts that he had plated and gave them to the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria sent his commanding general, the chief eunuch, and the chief advisor from Lachish to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem, along with a large army. They went up and arrived at Jerusalem. They went and stood at the conduit of the upper pool, which is located on the road to the field where they washed in dry cloth. They summoned the king. So, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace supervisor, accompanied by Shibna, the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph, the secretary, went out to meet him. The chief advisor said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. What is your source of confidence? Your claim to have a strategy and military strength is just empty talk. In whom are you trusting that you would dare to rebel against me? Now look, you must be trusting in Egypt, that splintered reed staff. If a man leans for support on it, it punctures his hand and wounds him. That is what Pharaoh, king of Egypt, does to all who trust in him. Perhaps you will tell me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But Hezekiah is one who eliminated his high places and altars and then told the people of Judah in Jerusalem, you must worship at this altar in Jerusalem. Now make a deal with my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses, provided you can find enough riders for them. Certainly you will not refuse one of my master's minor officials and trust in Egypt for chariots and horsemen. Furthermore, it was by the command of the Lord that I marched up against this place to destroy it. The Lord told me, march up against this land and destroy it. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shivna, and Joah said to the chief advisor, Speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Don't speak with us in the Judahite dialect, in the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the chief advisor said to them, My master did not send me to speak these words only to your master and to you. His message is also for the men who sit on the wall, for they will eat their own excrement and drink their own urine along with you. The chief advisor then stood there and called out loudly and the Judahite dialect, Listen to the message of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you, for he is not able to rescue you from my hand. Don't let Hezekiah talk you into trusting in the Lord when he says, The Lord will certainly rescue us. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah, for this is what the king of Assyria says. Send me a token of your submission and surrender to me. Then each of you may eat from his own vine and fig tree and drink water from his own cistern until I come and take you to a land just like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive oil and honey. Then you will live and not die. Don't listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says, the Lord will rescue us.
Have any of the gods of the nations actually rescued his land from the power of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sephravaim, Hena, and Eva? Indeed, did any gods rescue Samaria from my power? Who among all the gods of the lands has rescued their lands from my power? So how can the Lord rescue Jerusalem from my power? The people were silent and did not respond, for the king had ordered, Don't respond to him. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace supervisor, accompanied by Shibna, the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph, the secretary, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and reported to him what the chief advisor had said. Isaiah chapter 36 Chapter 36 Sennacherib invades Judah. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria marched up against all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. The king of Assyria sent his chief advisor from Lachesh to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem, along with a large army. The chief advisor stood at the conduit of the upper pool that is located on the road to the field, where they wash in dry cloth. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace supervisor, accompanied by Shibna, the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph, the secretary, went out to meet him. The chief advisor said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. What is your source of confidence? Your claim to have a strategy and military strength is just empty talk. In whom are you trusting that you would dare to rebel against me? Look, you must be trusting in Egypt, that splintered reed staff. If someone leans on it for support, it punctures his hand and wounds him. This is what Pharaoh, king of Egypt, does to all who trust in him. Perhaps you will tell me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But Hezekiah is the one who eliminated his high places and altars and then told the people of Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship at this altar. Now make a deal with my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses, provided you can find enough riders for them. Certainly, you will not refuse one of my master's minor officials and trust in Egypt for chariots and horsemen. Furthermore, it was by the command of the Lord that I marched up against this land to destroy it. The Lord told me, march up against this land and destroy it. Eliakim, Shibna, and Joah said to the chief advisor, Speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Don't speak with us in Judahite dialect in the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the chief advisor said, My master did not send me to speak these words only to your master and to you. His message is also for the men who sit on the wall, for they will eat their own excrement and drink their own urine along with you. The chief advisor then stood there and called out loudly in the Judahite dialect, Listen to the message of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you, for he is not able to rescue you. Don't let Hezekiah talk you into trusting in the Lord by saying, The Lord will certainly rescue us. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah. For this is what the king of Assyria says. Send me a token of your submission and surrender to me. Then each of you may eat from his own vine and fig tree and drink water from his own cistern. Until I come and take you to a land just like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Hezekiah is misleading you when he says, The Lord will rescue us. Have any of the gods of the nations rescued their lands from the power of the king of Assyria? 
Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim? Indeed, did any gods rescue Samaria from my power? Who among all the gods of these lands have rescued their lands from my power? So how can the Lord rescue Jerusalem from my power? They were silent and did not respond, for the king had ordered, Don't respond to him. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace supervisor, accompanied by Shibna, the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph, the secretary, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and reported to him what the chief advisor had said. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, O Lord, that your words speak life to us, correction. Your words speak uh, direction in the way that we ought to go. They remind us, your word, of who we are in you. And I thank you, O God, that your word even speaks to us now. Would you, O Lord, incline our spiritual ears to be able to discern your word, your voice, your description of who we are and your promises that are for us. Make that louder and more clearer than words of any enemy who seeks to lie to us, to deceive us, who talks a good game that they cannot fulfill. Oh God, as we think about these passages today and the ways in which these unjust, haughty rulers attempted to frighten and to scare the people of God, these enemies who mock them in many ways. And we are reminded, oh God, of our own enemies enemies of our our own mind, the way we might see ourselves, the enemies of this world, enemies of injustice, O God, enemies that lie to us, enemies that present themselves as if they will have the final say, as if their word speaks louder and is truer and more impactful than anyone else's word, even yours. We are thankful, O God, that you have given us an opportunity today to be reminded that you have the final say, that you, O God, have the words in you that change things. You speak and a world is formed. You speak, oh God, and things actually change. Your words about us, your words about this world are the words that matter most. And so we pray, oh God, that lies outside of us and lies within us will be corrected by your word and that we will not become so filled with anxiety that we submit to lies of the enemy. But instead, we in all things would pray. We would surrender our fears and anxiety over to you, knowing that your word delivers and that your word is true and that your word transforms. Forgive us, O oh God, for when we have, we have been deluded and seduced, when we have been so fearful of the words of the enemy, O oh God, that have defined us or controlled us, O oh God. But instead, make us attentive to your words. Your words have life. Your words have joy. Your words make us whole, O oh God. So let us, O oh Lord, incline our ear to you to hear how you see us and remind us of the promises that are yes and amen. Your words will not fade away. And you have given to us your very word that we are your children, that you will rescue us, O oh God, our great deliverer that you will hold us up on every side, that you will make us anew, that you will grant to us the mind of Christ, 
that you will rescue us from our enemies, that you will defend us, that you are our God and you don't need anyone's help and you are not intimidated by the haughty words of rulers then and now. Help us to have an appetite for and help us to have a discernment that allows us to hear and understand the truth. Oh God, keep us attracted to the truth instead of lies that frighten us or lies that we long to be true, oh God. Help us to be fixated and discerning about what is true and help us to love and meditate on your word of truth day and night. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.